Welcome to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast, where Pastor Jeff Cranston, along with our host, Jen Denton, will discuss biblical theology in an understandable way. You'll discover how to apply biblical truth to your life. Thanks for joining us at the table. Let's get started. Well, hello, Kitchen Table Theology friends, and welcome back. We're doing a little extra quizology here on Kitchen Table Theology today, taking a little bit of a break from our regular season of podcasts. And if you were able to join us last time, you got the first 13 questions of a New Testament quiz. Here straight from you from your host, Jen Denton, and our resident pastor, Pastor Jeff Cranston. I'm the only one. I'm the, the only resident pastor. In, in residence. Uh, no, well, yeah. <laughs> this is fun. Uh, we had a good time last time. Hope you did well on the New Testament quiz. If you didn't do too well last podcast, then give it another shot today. And uh, maybe you'll do better. If you did well, let's, let's keep it going. Jen's going to start us off. We're going to do 12 questions, and they are multiple choice, and they're all based out of the New Testament. All in the New Testament. And we're going to start with a relatively easy one. We're going to, what do you call it, low ball it or soft? Yeah, soft like, so, yeah, yeah, you're like, going to throw a soft yeah, ball in yeah, here? Yeah, okay. a, a light one, a light one. Not a hard line drive. I, I yeah. wish you all listeners could see the arm motions that are the going, hand that are going I'm on a here. Hand talker. <laughs> Jen's trying to throw a softball <laughs> at me. All right, softball question number one. How did Judas signal Jesus's identity to the Roman officials? A, he pointed to him. <laughs> B, he kissed him. C, he handed them a drawing of him. Or D, he said, hey, that's, that's him. him. Some of these are so funny, it's hard not to laugh at some of the options. Did he point to him? Did he kiss him? Did he hand them a drawing? Or did he announce, hey, that's him? And if you said that he kissed him, betrayal with a kiss, you yep, would be correct. The kiss of betrayal. Three of the gospel writers mentioned so that. So many different references there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who first discovered the empty tomb of Jesus? Hmm. Who first discovered the empty tomb? Was it A, Peter and John? Was it B, Paul and Stephen? C, Judas? Or D, Mary Magdalene and Mary, mother of James and Joseph. Who first discovered the empty tomb? Peter and John, Paul and Stephen, Judas, Mary Magdalene and Mary, mother of James and Joseph. Well, if you guessed it was the ladies, absolutely. And that's just one of those of many instances where I just think the New Testament elevates women. Hmm. You know, because Christianity, I think, has always gotten a bad rap about... Um, not elevating the, the personhood of women, whatever. Mm -hmm. And Jesus just really elevated women, especially in that society, my goodness. And mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. you know, God in his providence and God in his sovereignty made sure that the very first people that discovered and knew, the first humans that knew of the resurrection hmm. were women. Mm -hmm. I which never really thought about that. I think is a very cool thing. And that's, if you want to read about that, that's in John chapter 20. All right, let's move on to our next question. Who murdered John the Baptist? Who murdered John the Baptist? Is it A, Herod Antipas? Antipas. I knew Herod it. there's Antipas. always Herod somebody. I wish they just there did were, it in numbers. There's a, Herod there's, the first, there's Herod two, the second. I think there's two Herods in the um, the early accounts of Jesus's life. Well, this is Herod. And Matthew, and this is Herod Antipas. Antipas. B, Caiaphas. 
C, Pilate, or D, an angry mob. What was the question again? <laughs> who murdered John the Baptist? Oh, yeah, sorry. Is it A, Herod Antipas, B, Caiaphas, C, Pilate, or D, an angry mob? We'll give you a couple seconds, and then we will let you know that if you said A, Herod Antipas, you are correct. Yeah, Herod, uh, John, uh, Herod Antipas had an affair and ended up marrying his brother's wife mm. named Herodias. And John the Baptist went before him and pointed at him both and pointed at him and said, you should not be married to your brother's mm. wife. Mm-hmm. And she did not take kindly to that. And she asked for his head on a silver platter. That's where you get the, you know, I want your head on, on a, platter. a silver platter. That's from John yeah. the Baptist. I remember being terrified as a child watching a dramatization oh, yeah. of that part of the Bible. Oh, Or those gruesome yes. pictures that used to be in the old King James Bibles. Oh. It was always that one. <laughs> okay, numbers, uh, let's see. No, I don't know what number this is, but here we go. When Christians observe Palm Sunday, what biblical narrative are they celebrating? Palm Sunday, do we celebrate Jesus feeding the 5,000? Do we celebrate the Last Supper? Do we celebrate Jesus' entry into Jerusalem before his death? Or are we celebrating the Sermon on the Mount? When we observe Palm Sunday, what are we celebrating? Feeding the 5,000, the Last Supper, his entry into Jerusalem before his death, about one week before his death, five days, uh, or the Sermon on the Mount. And the answer is his entry into Jerusalem before his death. I think most people probably got that one. Probably so. Probably so. Have you ever done a sermon on Palm Sunday where there were live animals? You don't work with children or animals, Jen. <laughs> I knew that was your go-to, but I didn't know if you ever got suckered into it back in the day. No, I have enough pro- problems working with me. <laughs> we had a live lamb one time, but I always wanted a miniature donkey. That would have been fun. Yeah, that would mm-hmm. be fun outside, I think, mm-hmm. not inside. I've heard some church horror stories. There's one in our local area named Waffles. Maybe we can get him. At a old... donkey? Yeah, his name named is Waffle? Waffles. Uh-huh. Let's get him. Yeah, Let's get work. him for if you are the owner of Waffles. We would like to use him at Low Country Community Church. Why don't you work on that? I will. Hey, don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get these people back to what they came here for, which is this New Testament quiz. All right, number five. According to the Gospels, what is the unique oratorical? Oratorical. That's, yeah, I should have rewritten that. Oratorical, but it must have genre. something to do with speaking or. Speeches yeah, it, it, or the, uh, the 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 uh, the public the, the uh, he's an orator like giving a message. That's what I would guess if I was. Let let me read the question and then let me try to, <laughs> to uh, interpret the question and what I wrote according to the Gospels. What is the unique oratorical genre Jesus used to preach his message? So how what oratorical tool what? What tool of language and communication did Jesus use to preach his message? What method did he use? What methodology, yes. Okay, I will give the choices. That's what I should have written to begin with. All right, so I'll reword it. According to the Gospels, what method did Jesus use to preach his messages? That's so much easier to (laughs) It's definitely easier to say, I will tell you that. Is it A, the parable, B, mystery sayings, (laughs) C, Stand-up comedy or D, proverbial <laughs> sayings. Whew, there's, a, there's a bunch. There's a bunch to unpack there. A, the parable. B, mystery sayings. C, stand-up comedy or D, 
proverbial sayings. And if you said the parable, the good old-fashioned story, then you are correct. The earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Mm. All right, good. Which gospel is most concerned with the mystery and identity of the person of Jesus? This is not an easy one. Mm. Uh, but if you know your Gospels, think, think hard on this one. Which Gospel is most concerned with the mystery and identity of the person of Jesus? Matthew, John, Mark, or James? Which Gospel? Matthew, John, Mark, James. Well, since James isn't a Gospel, we'll, tight, we'll knock that one out. I was about and it's, to say, that second word in the question. Yeah, it's the Gospel of John. And uh, that all has to do with the audience that John was writing to. Hmm. All right, number seven, who baptized Jesus? What an honor that must have been. A, Mary, B, Joseph, C, John the Baptist, or D, Herod? And there's a big clue in the name of... (laughs) (laughs) There is a big clue. So who baptized Jesus if you said John the... Baptist, then you are correct. And John you can the baptizer. <laughs> you can read about that in Matthew three or in Luke three as well. And not only did he get to baptize him, he got to hear the voice of God and see mm. the Holy Spirit descend like a dove. So that was completely awesome mm. if you're John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh we just have a few more here. Four yep. more? Five yep. more. Uh you've got number eight. Who provided a burial place? For the body of Jesus, what was the guy's name or the girl's name or the lady's name or the man's name? <laughs> Who provided a burial place for the body of Jesus? A, Joseph of Arimathea, B, Peter, C, Mary, D, Martha. Joseph of Arimathea, Peter, Mary, or Martha. And John 19 and John, Luke 23 tell us it was Joseph of Arimathea, a wealthy man hmm. who had that and he gave that as a burial place for the body of Christ. But Jesus didn't use it very long. Hmm. No, not very long. All right, number nine. Who was the first apostle to deny Jesus? Hmm. Was it Judas, A, B, Peter, C, Mary, or D, Lazarus? Who was the first apostle to deny Jesus? A, Judas, B, Peter, C, Mary, or D, Lazarus? Well, you're able to narrow down the apostles into your first two, A or B. Mm-hmm. So was it Judas or Peter? If you said Peter, cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> then you are correct. I would think a lot of people would say Judas, but I don't think we have a gospel account of I'm Judas denying, denying Christ. Yeah, the words are important. Words are important. And uh, so kitchen table theologian, if you want to argue that one, let me know. Write, write to me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Peter, first apostle to deny Jesus, Luke 22. All right, three more to go. Here we go. Which part of the New Testament was written by Jesus? Which part of the New Testament was written by Jesus? A, the Gospels. B, the book of Revelation. C, nothing in the New Testament is written by Jesus. Or D, the book of Acts. So you've got the Gospels, book of Revelation, Nothing written by Jesus in the whole New Testament, or D, the book of Acts. Which part of the New Testament written by Jesus? Letter C, Jesus, there's nothing written by Jesus in the New Testament. We have accounts of everything, of things he's taught and said, but 
even John says it's just the tip of the iceberg. Hmm. Books, all the books in the world couldn't contain the things that Jesus did and said. That, I think John says that at the end of his gospel. Hmm. Hmm. Two more. Two more, and we'll keep going on this writing of the New Testament. When was the New Testament written? Was it A, while Jesus was preaching and traveling? B, between 70 and 120 A.D.? C, 300 A.D.? Or D, 35 A.D.? Better give those to us again. That was I a will. Lot. Was it A, when was the New Testament written? We'll repeat the question. A, while Jesus was preaching and traveling? B, between 70 and 120 A.D., C, 300 A.D., or D, 35 A.D. And if you said B, the period of time between 70 and 120 A.D., then you would be correct. Yeah, give or take a couple of years there. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it right there. And here's the last question. And as you're listening to this, we're... Uh, if you're following us in order, you may be listening this years from now, but we're approaching the Christmas season, so we'll end with one of these. And if hopefully you'll get this. In what city was Jesus born? In Nazareth, in Canaan, in Bethlehem, or in Hardyville? Oh, nice. <laughs> Home of waffles. For those of you not from here, Hardyville's <laughs> close by and uh yeah. Nazareth, Cain, and Bethlehem. Of course, it was Bethlehem. Jesus was born there in Luke chapter 2, present-day Palestine. And if you didn't know that, I have a nice Christmas song I can recommend to you. Okay, what is it? A Little Town of Bethlehem. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) Well, hey, we hope this has been fun for you guys. It's been a fun little break for us here. You know what we should do? Have you ever been to the Holy Land? No, I have not. I haven't either. Yes, you have. I have not. No, I have never, ha- I mean, Clemson, the Holy Land, oh, I've been goodness. there. <laughs> but I have never been to Israel. I did not know that. No, we should throw a kitchen table theology trip together. Oh, we should. Yeah, that'd be we fun. Should. Yeah. Go see right. the places we've let's, always talked about. Let's make that happen. Let's I make probably that shouldn't happen. have said that, but uh, who <laughs> Anybody out there listening that wants to sponsor this excursion, <laughs> we will happily have a conversation with you. Yeah. Well, hey, speaking of conversations, we hope that you enjoy conversing with us. We certainly enjoy thinking about you guys listening. And if you haven't subscribed yet to Kitchen Table Theology, go ahead and head on over to iTunes or Spotify or Google Podcast or whatever podcast platform you're listening from and hit subscribe. Every week, we put additional resources up there for your study and personal growth and God's Word. Subscribing, make sure you don't miss a thing. And reviewing and, and writing a recommendation helps us to get the Word out. So It really does. It that, does. Thank you for those of you who have done that. We really appreciate it. It does, and well over 5,000 folks now. Oh, yeah, 5, we're 000, well over 6,000 now. 6,000 yeah. downloads, so downloads, that's awesome. Yeah. And as a quick reminder, and as Pastor Jeff just reminded all of us, it is the Christmas season, and if you're looking for that last-minute gift idea, today's podcast has been brought to you by Pastor Jeff's new book, Your Greatest Adventure. Newer book. Newer. Recent. Newest. Yeah. Newest. Your Greatest Adventure. And we did verify... We've been saying that you can purchase it from Amazon, Barnes and & Noble, and Walmart.com, and we just checked it right here. You can get it from Walmart.com. If you go to Walmart.com and type in your greatest adventure, what comes up is your greatest adventure, a hardcover book. 
for children. It's not my <laughs> book. Uh, but if you scroll down a little bit, uh, you, sure enough, there is Your Greatest Adventure, my book. But on Walmart.com, this is important, it's an ebook. Mm, mm-hmm. So if you want a paper book, uh, then go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble. There you go. And you can learn also more about Your Greatest Adventure at jeffcranston.com. Yes. As we wrap up today's podcast, let's remember that the real power of theology is not only knowing it, but applying it. As always, thanks so much for listening. We hope that our time together today has helped you to become a better kitchen table theologian. See you next time right here on Kitchen Table Theology. You've been listening to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast with Jen Denton and Pastor Jeff Cranston. Join us next time for more insights into biblical truth. If you'd like to know more on today's topic, you can check out the show notes at jeffcranston.com. You can also email us at pastorjeff at lowcountrycc.org. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes? We deeply appreciate your help in getting the word out. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or in your favorite podcasting app to continue this journey with us as we learn about and apply God's Word to our lives. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time here at Kitchen Table Theology.